Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day of the life of Jesus meets yours. In this episode, we have our sermon from this past Sunday, June 6, 2021, the second Sunday of the season of Pentecost, where we also consider our series to the point of death, and we consider the rest that Jesus gives us, especially through holy baptism. Be sure to check out the sermon discussion guide afterward. This is in the show notes as a PDF that you can download, or also just in your notes, just keep scrolling. Here goes. Dear fellow redeemed, if you're following along in your bulletin and you see a reference to um, papers with questions can be deposited in the offering plate, obviously if you have paper with you today, you can do that today, but otherwise we'll start that next week. That was uh, a deletion that pastor forgot. So as we begin, um, talking about the concept of the Sabbath day in our gospel lesson, Jesus and his disciples were walking through the fields and the, the disciples were rubbing their hands together and According to the Pharisees, that constituted threshing the wheat that they were plucking. But even before we get to that, I guess a good place to start would be, are you well rested? Like I would, I would not that we have to take a poll because we do enough of those, um, but if we did, I would hazard a guess that the majority of people here would not say that they get a full uninterrupted seven and a half to eight hours of sleep every night. I would hazard a guess that you probably wouldn't say, you know, when I go home from work, I can leave work at work and it's not even taking up a portion of my mind and I can just relax when I want to relax and then I can pick it up again when I want to pick it up again. And chances are, chances are if there's some sort of conflict at work or even conflict in your family, you're probably not one of those people who can just flip it off like a light switch and say, I'm not thinking about that right now. That's a different box in my mind for another time. That whole concept of rest. The disciples got it, and Jesus talked about it, but even from a worldly perspective, do we have it? I'm reminded of um, the former chairman at our church in downtown Ottawa, Ontario. And he had been, you know, pretty high, higher level executive in a multi-million dollar technology company and kind of the head of the Canadian side of the company. And it's a fairly large company down here as well. And, you know, 10 years ago when iPhone was still making the switch from iPhone 4 to iPhone 5, they weren't as prevalent among absolutely everybody. And he said, you know, I've got this little thing that I can't get away from. I go up to the lake and it starts pinging as I'm sitting there on the dock. And all I want to do is just chuck it in the lake. And it's only gotten worse. Maybe you've had that experience after a long day and you're you're sitting there or lying there and you're, you're ready to go to bed because the clock says it's bedtime and it's actually dark out, which means it's like 9.30, 10 o'clock by this time. And all you're doing is, is scrolling. Call it doom scrolling because there's like no end to it, right? And it's like in this day where where nothing was inside of your own control, where you had to had to work to to follow the clock and get the tasks done, where you had people asking for your time and stealing from your time, where you had other ideas and other concerns taking up all sorts of headspace. It's actually. Actually, uh, a recent study came out that a lot of people end up doing this, just scrolling, even though they should be asleep, (laughs) because it's one small way to exercise some control in our lives. 
when everything else is out of control, when everything else is just nonstop from the moment you wake up, if I can take 10 or 20 or 30 minutes right here and mentally check out, then I can exercise some control here and I feel, I feel okay. You know the problem with that, of course. <laughs> Not that we need a, a lecture about phones because we'll save that for another time, right? But the problem with that is that we're kind of dosing ourselves with the blue light of, of noon on a sunny summer day. And our brains see all this blue light coming at our eyes <laughs> and they say, oh, it must be noon, I should stay awake. And so it takes longer to fall asleep, we don't stay asleep, and you wake up the next day and it's like, where's the coffee? And maybe a hit of sugar of some donut or toast or whatever it is. How in the world can we talk about rest with Jesus when we are constantly chasing even just rest for our bodies? And how can we understand what Jesus gives to us if we haven't taken the opportunity or we don't even know what it's like to rest from everything else in this world? where the phone pings when you're at the lake, you're on vacation and you're trying to get away and it's still there. <laughs> where the concerns and the thoughts that weigh on your hearts and on your minds are still there. And the thoughts and the pain that you experience, well, it's something you can't get away from. And who among us would say, yes, I am definitely well rested? And that's what Jesus really points us to today. When he talks about rest, he's talking about, first and foremost, he's talking about the free forgiveness of sins. Because he uses this picture of a Sabbath rest to say that, dear Christian, you don't have to work in order to attain your forgiveness. And you might say, well, Pastor Hagen, I get that. I've been coming here for, for a week or two or maybe a decade or two. <laughs> And I've heard that before. I've heard you say that. And I've heard other pastors say that, that, that we don't have to do anything to earn or complete our forgiveness. And I get it. But do we? Because if we get it, then why are we driven more by guilt than by joy? If we get it, why do we um, make all these attempts to make sure that we look good to those around us and to minimize the attacks that people would have against us? Where we have to present ourselves as, I'm not as, as bad as you say that I am, and maybe the reverse, that you're not as good as you think that you are. And we do that with those that, that we love and that we are close with, it wasn't like that. You don't understand. I've got a lot on my mind and a lot on my heart, and I've got a lot of stress in my life, and I'm not as, as bad as you think and say that I am. And we do it with those that we work with or those that we interact with outside of our homes. That you're not as good as you think that you are. And that one, even if we don't say it, you at least see it, in the conversations of our country. You're not as good as you say that you are. Well, you've got, you've got skeletons in your closet, too. You've got sins in your background, too. 
And maybe that opens our eyes that we aren't as well-rested as we might think. That we aren't as well-rested, certainly not from a physical perspective, but especially spiritually. That when Jesus talks about rest, maybe we hear it and maybe we understand it. At least we could put it into words. But then as we go about our day, it flies out of our minds like so many other cares and concerns because we're driven along by that nagging conscience that says, I have to do more. And that nagging sense of guilt that says, I have, I have not measured up. And that constant conundrum of if Jesus is correct when he says that my sin has been forgiven, then why? Why is it that I don't feel that rest that he talks about? that I don't know the rest which he speaks of. Then maybe you're, you're having echoes and reminders from what we talked about a couple weeks back that, that your faith cannot be measured on the basis of your emotion or your emotional response. And that's true. But when you talk about the rest that Jesus offers, the rest that Jesus gives, he actually gives it. And it has an effect in our lives. So to turn that question around one more time, are you well-rested? And I'm not talking about the, the doom-scrolling and the people who have to wear like um, crazy you know, orange or, or red glasses to block the blue light when the sun goes down. I'm not talking about um, our nation's obsession with caffeine and the sense of being productive as though productivity itself were a virtue. I'm talking about the reality that the rest Jesus proposes and gives in his word is something that is true in your life today and something that Jesus wants to bring that rest to your life, your entire life, as well as the lives of those around you, those you love and those you care about, those that live in our community who are driven along by a lack of rest, and not just, not just the 24-7 society, but driven along by the lack of rest, of not knowing when enough will finally be enough to quiet the conscience. That's the rest that Jesus has for you and for me. He says, dear Christian, don't you know, as, as Paul says in Colossians, don't you know that in holy baptism, right there at that font or a similar one, in holy baptism, you were buried with Christ and you were raised with Christ. You were raised with him through the faith worked by the God who raised Christ from the dead. And God made you alive with Christ by forgiving us all our trespasses. That in holy baptism, God gave you rest. And if you're feeling like, like one of those people who's just driven along with a lack of rest, driven along by stress and worry and wonder, or if you're feeling like one of those people, as we all do, who act more in response to our emotion and our conscience rather than on the basis of the objective word of God, then look there again at that baptismal font where Jesus himself buried you with himself and raised you with himself so that in your baptism, whether as an infant or even, even in the NICU for some people, or maybe later in life as an adult, 
that through the application of water together with that word, Jesus said, here you have rest. Because here, the forgiveness of sins is yours, is your personal possession. Here, the forgiveness of sins has been clothed over you. So stop working so hard. Stop worrying so much. And it's a truth that he reinforces every single time that, um, that you and I come here. Jesus says, this is the place where, where you find rest. And it's not necessarily, you know, <laughs> you're looking around and, well, I've got this chair where I sit up. It's comfortable, but it's not my couch at home. But this is the place where you'll find real rest. The forgiveness of sins. Where the rest that Jesus talks about for you and for me is planted in your hearts and in your minds. So think of it like this. That as summertime kind of winds around and, and officially began this last week, I suppose, according to some calendars, maybe you're thinking about, um, about getting away. Maybe you're thinking about just, you know, not having to take care of the tasks around the house for a while and get out of town for a little while, see some different scenery, something like that. Take a little vacation and, and go smell the north woods and listen to the bullfrogs and the crickets. And that's wonderful. Because that's a place where you can have rest. And I hope that's a place where you don't get cell phone service either. But the reality also, take along your Bible when you go there. Or if you don't have cell phone service, download your, your podcast episodes before you leave. So that you can, have, you can have a few minutes of rest with Jesus. You can have a few minutes to sit with him, and to sit with him not as found in the birds overhead and the woods in front of you, because God reveals himself in his word. As a baptized child of God, you can read that word for yourself and say, wow, my Jesus has promised me rest and has given me rest. So what does that look like? When you come back from vacation, obviously there's the temptation that rest begins to consume our lives. Is it possible that, that our lives feel so stressed out that we're always thinking forward to the weekend and thinking ahead to the next vacation? Well, we don't want that. But understanding the proper place of rest in our lives, we can, we can rejoice and thank God that we are where we are, whether it's, whether it's at work or at church, whether it's up north or down south, wherever it happens to be. You can say, my Lord has given me this day, and my Lord has given me rest right here and right now. What does it look like to treasure this rest from Jesus, to receive this rest from Jesus? Well, it's, um, it's actually something that my family talked about last week when we, when we were talking with our kids about um, participating in worship. And what's it look like? that the, the service that we follow is basically the same week to week with um, changes in readings and hymns and that's about it. <laughs> and you can use this with your children to, to help them learn the responses. That we aren't just saying these commandments or the, this creed because it's what we do, but because these words have power. And these words are what God wants to use to teach us to speak, to speak of his praise. And these words are words that God wants to sink into our hearts and into our minds, that they may shape our lives. 
what does it look like? Um, <laughs> it's been a time or two when I've put somebody to sleep when I've been preaching. Um, it's only one time when they needed to call the fire department to wake somebody up. He, he was fine after that, don't worry. Um, but if it is one of those days where you had a, had a late night and an early morning and the coffee was a little lacking, well, feel free to get up and stand in the back. Or feel free to walk around in the, in the narthex area because we have a speaker out there too. Because I want to write a sermon that preaches and proclaims God's word to you clearly. And I want you to be able to, to listen <laughs> rather than falling asleep. So do what you have to do in that regard. And maybe there's the, you know, working through the sermon or the service a little bit with your kids. You can use the same bulletin from week to week. Just take it home with you. Uh, maybe you do like some people do and, and try to take notes because um, this would be page 8 of today's bulletin. Um, we've got a little bit of a notes page and down the left-hand yeah, left column in bold, you've got your basic outline of the way that a sermon works. And right now we're in the application section, if you will. We've got a basic outline of the way the sermon works. And you can you know, follow along that way. What am I listening for right now? Or maybe the other side, page 9, you've got the, the take-home study guide for you to kind of extend this into the next week. And finally, on the back page, something especially for our children or for yourself too, especially if um, it's been a little while since you've reviewed this. Just a little bit of a guide to, to help the children or help yourself pick out the different elements of the worship service and what changes from week to week and what stays the same from week to week and what does this look like. And then if you check your email, um, every week I try to include a little preview of the upcoming readings. It's just taken out of the, the planning documents that our pastors use. And I just put it in the email and, uh, and you can kind of read through the themes and the readings and see what they are. So that when you come here, you can say, oh, I know what we're talking about today. We're talking about the Sabbath day. We're talking about rest. We're talking about the baptism that Jesus has baptized me with. The rest that he has given to me, despite, despite how I feel about it physically. Why does this matter? Because the rest that Jesus gives to you is a spiritual reality. And the rest that he gives to you today is a foreshadowing of the eternal rest that he has for you in heaven. Why does this matter? Because the, the unrest that you and I feel in our society, you know, driven along by a 24-7 society and an email that just won't stop, <laughs> a phone that's always in the pocket, the unrest that we feel in that is amplified in the spiritual lives of our families. That those little devices that maybe the, the CEO of the Canadian arm of that company that he was using 10 or 11 years ago down back in Ottawa, well, that's the same sort of electronic device that is found in every child's pocket down to about third grade. And we're stealing rest from our children. How much greater? How much greater that the, the devil would use and our sinful flesh would go along with stealing rest from our lives. To be distracted in, in worship or to be, to be brought away from worship and kept away from worship because there are so many other activities to be involved in and so many other restful activities that we think we need to participate in. 
Far be it from us to forfeit the blessing of rest. Not just a vacation, which is wonderful in its own time, but the forgiveness of sins through which you were, you were washed in holy baptism, which you receive again. The spiritual reality that Jesus says, dear friend, here, here you find rest. That is our confession. That is what we have to share with your neighbors and with this community. Dear friend, <laughs> I know that you're stressed out and I know that this world just doesn't stop and I know that um, you wish things were different at your work and I know that you wish you could get away from that phone and I know all those things. What that clues us into is that God knows more. That God knows our consciences drive us along and won't give us any rest. So come with me. We find rest together at the feet of Jesus, at the foot of his cross. We find rest together in his church with his people. Because here he gives us rest for our souls. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for a link to a PDF of our sermon discussion guide, or just keep scrolling and the entire content is in the show notes for you to work through on your own or with someone you love. God bless your day.